Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a wife, mom, and trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of trying all the mainstream modalities of healing to save my marriage, I found myself two kids later separated and on the verge of divorce. That's when I stumbled upon the unconventional game changer of somatic work that not only resurrected my dying marriage, but bled into breakthroughs in my parenting, purpose, spirituality, health, wealth, business, and more in just six months. My intention with this podcast is simple. Through every weekly episode, my goal for you is that one, you realize how insanely collective our struggles are, that you're not even close to alone. Two, that you can laugh a little because God knows we need it. And three, that you walk away with actionable advice on how to design your unique blueprint for your breakthrough life. So get your earbuds in, grab your coffee so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, welcome back to something I've never done on the podcast before. I'm so excited. This is our first ever roundtable discussion, and there are five women in the Zoom room right now. If you're listening on audio, you can't see it, but this may be pure chaos. I told them before we start recording, and maybe pure magic, or maybe a little bit of both. But these are all the women minus one. Roxana, we love you. Shout out as you watch this or listen to this on replay. But these are five out of the six women that were on the Mexico retreat. And so I would just love to start off by asking Leanne and Genevieve just to share, because you were the leaders of this Soul Prism Retreat, the Feminine Radiance Leadership Retreat. Could you just introduce yourself, give a quick elevator speech, maybe in 30 seconds or less? We'll start with Leanne. Hello, everyone. My name is Leanne, and I'm one of the founders of Soul Prism Retreats. And it's just a complete, full-lit passion of mine to provide these experiences for women to tap into themselves and into their feminine energy. I have two children. I am married and it's just an overall holistic lifestyle that I get to share with the collective. And that's pretty much it. It's why I do what I do and why I share what I share. And I'm just so excited to be here with you ladies today. Amazing. Thanks, Leanne. Genevieve. All right. Hello, ladies. My name is Genevieve, and I am also a founder of Soul Prism Retreats. Retreats have completely transformed my life and just allowed me to see myself in ways that I haven't even, that I didn't even know were possible. And it just feels like such a soul calling and and just a strong life purpose of mine to, to host and hold these containers for other people to really just remember and to experience more of um, themselves. So I just love working with Leanne. I love working. We love collaborating. I really thrive in that. So this retreat, we had Carrie collaborate with us, which was new for us. And it went even way better than we could have ever possibly imagined. I love the human body and total human optimization. So lots of background within the physical realm, which is my pillar or master of what I bring to the retreat experience. Yay. So speaking of Carrie Ford, introduce who you are and why the heck did you say yes to these two strangers? Tell us the backstory. Yeah. Leanne slid into my DMs and sent me a voice note out of nowhere. But immediately I felt very drawn and aligned to her energy. 
And I trusted that. And I've done this work long enough to know that you follow the flow when there's a little nudge, you don't need to understand why, when it feels aligned, just trust that it is. And I said, yeah, I'm open to chatting. I'm open to hearing your vision. And the minute I met her and Genevieve, I thought, yep, this feels good. This is very aligned. These women do their inner work and let's do it. And after some logistic like questions that we worked through, which we had a good laugh about, I think four contract revisions later, we ironed all that out and it was a yes, pretty much from the start though. That's amazing. And then tell the people a little bit about what you do, Carrie. Guys, Carrie is my new personal coach that I just hired. And so I'm so excited I get to work with her now from here on out. But yeah, tell the people what you do. Yeah, I help women heal the hyperachiever. And I do that through helping them achieve what I call somatic success, not just success that looks good, but success that feels good through the holistic lens. I've had, I've been a coach in some regard since 2008, starting with personal training, nutrition, and then moving into behavior change specialist and now somatics. And I apply those principles of wellness and holistic well-being into holistic leadership, but also just making a fuck ton of money because why not? Money in the hands of women is always a good idea. I love it, Carrie. We're so glad you were there. And if you can't see the video right now, Roxana just popped on. So the whole fam is back together. The whole gang's in town. Yeah, it was six of us there. It was like three on three basketball. It was three leaders and then three of us being led and in our receiving energy. But I was trying to remember who was the first to say yes to the retreat. The first to say yes was Roxana. Roxana, I love it. Roxana, welcome to the party. Can I start by asking you what your initial objections were when you first heard about this retreat or got invited? Anything come up? Hi, I don't know if objections were the right word for me because I was in a path of trying to do things differently. So I was like, hey, I've always wanted to do a retreat. I want to do this. The objection started more towards it's real. It's going to happen. Leanne is contacting me. It's introducing me to these new people. It's talking about a schedule. And then that's when a lot of the objections happen in regards of, oh, wow. Okay, I'm doing this. And I've never been put in an uncomfortable situation where you're talking about your feelings with strangers to the level of of what we experienced. So that's when the objections happen. And it was more being hesitant about being vulnerable more than anything. So They were even present when we were (laughs) in Mexico. I remember meeting you. We got in the van together on the way from the airport to the resort. And you're like, guys, I still want to turn around right now. (laughs) (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. But then you ended up going first. I remember in the first like session that Carrie led and we can get into it later, but that was like the first door opening to vulnerability. And I remember you went first and all of us were like, oh, snap. Okay. And (laughs) Beautiful to watch your evolution. But Michelle, for you, did you have any objections at first? Or were you like, sign me up? This was my third retreat. I met Leanne on my very first retreat. We we were roommates. And then I met Genevieve at their first retreat together. And then I said, I'm coming to every single one of your retreats. And this retreat was a gift, actually. And it was really hard to receive it. But I knew God was like, this is for you. 
you need to go. And I went and the only objection that I had was um, the idea of staying somewhere without air conditioner and the idea of staying. So I, I love nature, but I was just like, no air conditioner. What? <laughs> I mean, I love being outside, but that to me in Mexico, I was like, okay, we're going to really be submersed. This is going to be different. And you and yeah, you and I, Becky have <laughs> had our moments with the bugs and just everything that we experienced, but it was the retreat itself, the the space it was immaculate, stunning, and I wouldn't change anything about it. I wouldn't add air conditioner. I wouldn't add windows. It was just being immersed in nature like that really brought out a different level of the experience, I think. And I didn't realize it would, but I thought it was actually going to be a hindrance to my ability to sleep and the idea of bats flying around, but <laughs> it all worked yeah. out. That's what freaked me out, Michelle, was the critters. Because I, when I first um, was looking into the place, and I shared this in my last episode, if you guys listened, those listening right now, but I saw that there was like potential critters. And I think they said potential scorpions, or I don't know what they said. They said something that I was like, oh, heck no. And I told Leanne, I can't imagine sleeping in a place where there's going to be that. And Leanne's response was like, it's fine. We vetted it. There's never been an issue. But even, even if there is, we can find out the spiritual meaning of the little animal that visits you. And I was like, no, no, I don't know. I don't want to know any spiritual meaning of the little whatever shows up. But Carrie, I know you had a really special experience with God knows what kind of critter outside your door. Can you share that fire drill moment you had in Mexico? Oh my gosh. I replay this in my mind and I die laughing. We were just saying in our WhatsApp channel, I promise my only intention was to go take a damn shower at Leanne and Genevieve's room. And I was grateful for my own space, which is so important when you're a co-facilitator. As you can imagine, we all had just met for the first time in person. And then you're like, and now I'm like naked in front of you in my room. But so it's having that space was welcome. And at the same time, I see why people sleep in the same room because when it's dark, like it's dark. And I had to go downstairs outside to the shower. So I thought, let me just shower at their place. So I'm gathering up some stuff. They're walking up to my room with me. And Genevieve goes, what was that? And you hear boom. And I'm like, exactly. I don't fucking know. I don't know what it was. It's something. It's, she goes, it's a large outline. I'm like, great. And they start laughing. They're like, we thought you were being a little bit of a baby. Like we thought this was just a little, maybe you're being dramatic. Maybe your room wasn't so open. They're like, it's really open. And then Leanne was like, do you want to maybe sleep in our room? And I was like, that feels really good in my body. Yes, it does. Yep. And I'm like gathering everything up. But I didn't notice that I had shifted basically into a flight response. But, you know, I'd been talking about somatics the entire time we were at the retreat. So Leanne's picking up what I'm teaching and she's like tracking my nervous system. She goes, you're you started talking fast. You were like throwing things in your backpack. You forgot your pajamas. I don't even. I just I literally my mind was in their room already. I was like, just get me out of here. And then I slept great. So it was awesome. That's amazing. It's hilarious because you are like the grounded epitome of somatic work, right? So to see you in your flight response, it just made us all laugh. And I'm curious for you, just having curated this with Genevieve and you two being business partners, I'm going to ask Genevieve a follow-up question, but what for you was the most meaningful moment you had just being a host? The most meaningful moment that I had would have to, I would have to say is witnessing the 
actual healing and transformation taking place throughout the workshops and just seeing the depths and the bravery that you ladies were sharing, showing, and going through. For me, it was an arrival moment as far as a leader and facilitator and founder of a retreat business to say, wow, this actually finally has hit the mark of the transformation that I deeply desire the women who say yes to themselves and yes to us to experience. And I got to see it happening in real time. And it was beautiful. So that was huge. (laughs) More than hit the mark. I think if we were all to leave Yelp reviews of this retreat, it'd be like six out of five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Has knocked it out of the park. Genevieve, your session was super powerful in Mexico, and it was so good that I wanted to bring you into my client community, which we did the week after the retreat was over. And since then, I've gotten feedback from our client support coach. That session has helped so many women. Like It's been really transformational. Could you give those listening just a taste of what your session is about? Yeah, absolutely. First off, that's amazing that everyone is absorbing that and applying it and is finding it useful. So yeah, the first part of our soul prism approach, what we call it, we have the physical body, which is like step one, and then the energetic is step two. So I take them through the first step and then Leanne does the second with the energetic. And we live in this three-dimensional world. So it's important to know how to navigate in all three planes of motion, especially your body in all three planes of motion. So what I do is take them through a series of movements in the forward and back into the side to side, and then the rotation. And what we really just focus on is feeling stiffness. Like that's really all I want the women to think about or to actually feel in their body. And then with that, um, I give everyone a handout of a blank body chart. So wherever they feel that stiffness in their body, you just put a little X or a circle next to that spot. Once the assessment is complete, I then hand out an emotional pain chart, which is the exact same outline of that body. So you can just reference those points. And on the emotional pain chart, there's different numbers and each number correlates to a certain emotion that gets stuck in a certain part of the body. So... I give them a few minutes to cross-reference what they found in their own body versus the emotional pain chart. And as they're doing that, I'm asking them questions, prompting questions of how is this relating to your relationship at home or with your partner or maybe with your business partner or with your kids. And we just give them time to get a little curious about what that means. And then... The second part is just teaching them kind of myofascial stuff. So using tools or their hands to clear that stagnant energy out of their physical body. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. That's amazing. I used it just last night. I, yesterday for me was a triggering day and I was like, oh, today is a day I want to be back in Mexico. (laughs) But I called my, the client support coach is a part of our team and our community. And I was like, I need your coaching right now. I was like, this is what I'm feeling. Help me get out of my head. And she was like, let me pull out Genevieve's chart. (laughs) So she pulled it out and it was super helpful. She's like, are you feeling this by chance? I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling. And it helped me. Um, 
<laughs> I loved it too. Awesome. Michelle, I'm curious because things like Genevieve session, like for me, that felt in my comfort zone. In my last episode, I talked about parts of the retreat that felt comfortable for me. And then a lot of parts where I felt like I was meeting my own edge more than I ever had ever in such a short amount of time and stepping out of my comfort zone. So I was asking Roxana about this actually last night, like what was the most uncomfortable part for her? I'll have her share in a minute. But for you, Michelle, where do you feel like you most met your own edge? or were called the most out of your own comfort zone? That's a difficult question because I feel like I met many edges, but if I had to choose one, I would say it was Carrie's exercise where we stood in that circle and we were all very vulnerable about um, maybe a skeleton in the closet and stepping in the center of that circle and realizing that there were other women that maybe felt the same and they stepped towards you as well. So I'm not going to explain the exercise as best as Carrie would, but Essentially, it's just inviting that really deep vulnerability and the idea of skeletons in the closet out. And for me, that's a little uncomfortable because I'm not perfect, you know, and there's a lot of things that I'm working on and there's a lot of things that a lot of habits that I'm trying to break and just ways of being that aren't going to serve me as I move into this leader that I desired to be and speaking them out loud really freed me, especially with women like you all who are just so loving and kind and empathetic and just, it was very uncomfortable. But at the end of it all, I really felt free. I really felt just open and you all just were so loving, especially with what I shared. So it, yeah. it was difficult, but it's necessary, as Carrie said, to speak it. Otherwise, it just stays in your body. I have a very clear memory of you in that session of stepping forward and just like seeing the tears come down, seeing you just weeping and remembering thinking like she looks so beautiful right now, which may sound weird because you're like boohoo crying. We all were, but I see you, right? Like I'm used to seeing you on Instagram or in our like zoom meetings and nobody would argue like Michelle is gorgeous, right? Like we all know you're hot, you're photogenic, (laughs) but to see you in that vulnerable state, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is like the most beautiful like form I've seen her in. So that session was powerful. I talked about that in my last episode Carrie, how many times have you done that with women? I call it the me too session. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Anyone else is what it's called. Pretty much every retreat I've ever hosted with exception to one. And I will forever use that at retreats because it's such a great, here we are now. I don't even want to use the word icebreaker. It is a shame releaser. Brene Brown talks about shame can only survive with secrecy, judgment, and silence. But what if we are loved despite the mess? As we share it, we get to be held despite it. The healing happens with two nervous systems, but now you co-regulate in a community of women where everyone is sharing the one thing they swore they'd take to the grave or the thing that they thought makes them the most unlovable and they're loved anyway. Wow, that is powerful and it heals a multitude of layers of things going on social dynamics, sisterhood wounds, shame in the body, the emotional release. And it starts, it sets the tone for the whole retreat, honestly, to start that way. We just go deep and we go fast. 
So good. Yeah. I'm really glad you started with that. Even the sequence of the ones that you did, I felt like it made a lot of sense. That one felt like it needed to go first. And then the warrior woman was the last one, which for me, that was the most out of my comfort zone. I was like, I don't know how to show anger, especially to strangers. But we did go there as we all know. You guys remember my scream. We're going to take a quick pause from this episode to introduce our sponsor for today. The Root to Rise Marriage Coaching Program, which is my four-month group coaching container, is designed for highly ambitious women ready to heal the fear of abandonment, reclaim connection, and find clarity in their relationship by moving trauma out of the body. Previous clients have healed their relationship after infidelity, reclaimed their safety and power after abuse, healed intimacy blocks, and found peace and clarity after decades of being terrorized by the never-ending anxiety of should I stay or should I go. This program is for you if you've already invested in all the mainstream modalities of healing, therapy, couples counseling, EMDR, books, podcasts, yoga, prayer, you name it and are still finding yourself spinning your wheels, full of head knowledge, but not feeling any different in your relationship. We're currently in high demand for applications into our Root to Rise program, so if you'd like to explore if and how we can help you, click the link in the show notes to apply to speak with our team. How about for you, Roxana? What was the moment where you most met your edge or you felt the most out of your comfort zone? Uh, It was... The one where we were just looking at each other (laughs) and trying to break down our walls and accept even kindness from a stranger, (laughs) which is not a stranger anymore, from Michelle. Um, I always refer to this, if you could see a, a figure in the wall, you would see a shape with my figure in that wall because that's how much I wanted to run and escape (laughs) that's how uncomfortable it was for me just being seen and letting someone in and accepting kind words um and honesty it was yeah and funny (laughs) like I was sharing with you uh, Becky I'm still processing it I never realized it until I talked to my brother this weekend that it is because he said, I never remember my mom saying one good thing about you, one positive thing growing up. And I was scared of my mom growing up because you would always speak up and the way that she would react, it always made me silence because I didn't want to go through what you were going through. So I didn't make the connection until I share a little bit of what happened in the retreat with my brother this weekend. And I was so proud of him for opening up and saying those things, but it brought up (laughs) a lot, a lot of things that were very hidden in the back of my mind. And now I know more about myself and why it was so hard for me to just be there, even if it's for two minutes, the hardest two minutes of my life. (laughs) It was only two minutes. And then I remember (laughs) Carrie being like, and that's just the warm up. And we all start laughing (laughs) and I'm not kidding. (laughs) We're like, oh crap. I remember you saying, I have never felt so much like I wanted to run in my life. You're like, I was ready to sprint down those stairs, leave the yoga shala. Yep. Um, Leanne or Genevieve, either of you can answer this one, but I'm just curious because you're very much in a leadership role and a hosting role, but do you get your own healing while on these retreats? What was the most healing part for you guys? Yeah, 100%. We get our own healing and Hosting and holding the retreat space for dipping into the flow of being 
in this guiding role, but also in our minds a lot with like planning, making sure the schedule is going right. But what I love, especially about these really small, intimate containers is that we're allowed and we allow ourselves to really drop in to certain sessions or certain things. And 100%, the one thing that really sticks out for me is just watching and seeing Leanne in real time. Like she's been my friend. She's the first person that I ever went on a retreat with. Well, I didn't go with her, but we met on our first retreat. Leanne and I very much are in tune with nature and we really do see animals and things as signs, as spirit guides, as woo as that may sound. It's so true. It's been so true for us individually and together. And it's just really cool to see things like that happen with Leanne and her bat experience. The first night we had bats in our room and Leanne was just calm and chill and just, like, oh, these are my little bats. <laughs> Carrie was just freaking out. and We felt so bad. And on opening ceremony, these bats were like freaking flying around Leanne and she's just like doing her thing. And then all of a sudden this bat flies in front of her and she's got the sage. So the smoke literally, it was like an electric stun gun, like stunned the smoke in thin air. And just, it was in this perfect form of a bat. And Carrie, please vouch for me here. She saw it too. I turned to Carrie and I was like, holy shit, did you just see that? And immediately we're like going to the, after the ceremony, we're going to the spirit animal deck and what, is bat, what do bats mean? And it was just a beautiful analogy and representation. And this happens on every retreat that we have is these spirit guides for us. So that's just one example of the growth and the things that we get as far as the retreat leaders. Remember, I pulled the bat card at the airports. That's what oh, started the whole I forgot about that. that. I know. That's wild. What about for you, Leanne? Yeah, 1000%. It is com a complete initiation and ceremony for us as leaders as well. Just by being in tune, like Genevieve said, being in tune with nature and our signs and our spirit guides um, as individuals as the leaders, like we also are going through whatever we're going through in our lives, in this chapter, in this stage. And in between the flow of tapping in and dropping in as a leader, we are also experiencing things that are expanding us into our next level. And so just by being there, there's just things that we are also going through that are healing us as well, showing us our next way, our what we need to release, I would say not so much, maybe more personal. It, I felt like it was more in the spectrum of our leadership and how to expand in that aspect within leading our retreats and how we show up in that space. Um, but totally agree. 100%. It is also um, something that is healing for us as well. That's amazing. Yeah, I know one thing that Carrie had to miss out on was the Temescal experience. Talked about that in my last episode too. It's basically like a sweat lodge. And I want to thank all of you for being so supportive and patient with me. You you guys had to talk me off a ledge with that. I was very nervous to go and ended up being one of the most profound parts of the retreat. But Carrie, you weren't there. Can you tell the people why you had to miss out on that part? 
Yeah. Not too long before the retreat, I had breast implant removal surgery. So it, the doctor was like, that sounds lovely. And the answer is no, <laughs> you're not approved for that yet. So I missed out, but I was so happy. And I also just understood that for whatever reason, y'all needed to be together for that. Whatever was happening, it was divinely guided and so perfect for each of you individually to be there and also to be there collectively. Yeah, absolutely. It's been fascinating. If you guys are curious more about Carrie's surgery, she's been super vocal about it on her podcast, Shameless Plug. Tell me the name of your podcast because I'm blanking right now. Literally First Class. Literally First Class. And it's literally as part of the name. Most people are like, oh, it's called First Class. And I'm like, literally first class. It's literally first class. There you go. Literally first class. But that was per like really interesting to me just to learn from you. We were all picking your brain about that whole journey you went on. And we can all say your boobs look great. Great job. Dr. Rankin, we approve six out of five stars on Yelp as well for Carrie's boobs. <laughs> What else? Okay, guys, as we wrap up for those listening that are like, I either have never done a retreat like this before or like the idea of it, but have their own objections or resistance coming up. I'd love for Michelle and Roxana to share any advice you have for someone considering a retreat as they retreat or if they're terrified or have objections, maybe we can start with Michelle. What advice would you give? Yeah, that's a great question because I just remember saying yes to my first retreat and it being just a total body leaning in hell yes feeling to where I couldn't, there was just thought in my mind that if I said no, I was going to miss out on something great. So that's being connected to your intuition and I don't want to go too deep with that, but going on a retreat, it's nothing like going on a vacation because the intention that you have going into the retreat, the, just the, I think, specific workshops and the way that the leaders cultivate each and every detail that goes into the experience. It's all with purpose and love and intention. And that's not just like going to Mexico and having a margarita on the beach. There is just so much more to going somewhere that's out of your environment um, specifically designed to expand you and activate you in new ways so that you can meet yourself in a whole new light. It's truly transformational on every level, mind, body, heart space, spirit. And if you are scared of the idea of putting yourself in these rooms, I would say lean into that because fear is fuel and it's definitely going to be scary at first, just like Roxana. She was so afraid and she was so vocal about that, which I love. But leaning into that fear, I think, is my utmost recommendation because that on the other side of that, courage is the tipping point. As one of my great um, friends and coaches have said, Kelly Brock, lean into that courage um, because on the other side, you're going to find a new version of yourself. You're going to find a a better version of yourself and putting yourself around women who are also in that mindset of just healing and growing and expanding and being a better person. It helps you also expand and grow. So I always say you can go alone, but it might take you a little longer, but if you go together, you're going to get there a lot faster. And since I've been in communities of women who are also 
on this same journey of just desiring that growth and expansion, I think I've catapulted quantum leap, so to speak, in so many ways, just by putting myself in these experiences. And once I started, I couldn't stop. So it's, I want to say slightly addicting once you start doing that, but in the best way possible. So lean into your fear and just courage is a tipping point, y'all. So that was beautifully said, Michelle. Roxana, any advice for those leaning in and listening? I think the best way to say it is you guys were part of different communities before the retreat. Somehow you were connected one way or another, or even knew who Carrie Ford was. I had zero <laughs> knowledge. I remember you asking her at the table. I was like, are you Carrie? famous? Yeah. Are you famous? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. If anyone's wondering. <laughs> and I've only known Leanne for one hour of my life before that, a year before the retreat, I would say it does take a lot of courage, but you also have to do your due diligence and trust that whoever you choose to lead you in this type of retreats are knowledgeable and they know what they're doing. They put in a, a beautiful workshop, very detailed. And I trusted Leanne enough from that hour meeting her, from her talking to me on the phone, from her reaching out, from her having the patience of the world when I was not answering because I knew I was going to go. That was never a question. I just didn't want to acknowledge it before I had to because of the fear, the openness that I knew I was going to step into. And as much as you think you're ready and as much as you have thought or dream off or once you say yes, once you know it's coming and you know what that can do to your life because it's scary you may lose friends people in your family in your community may not understand you anymore so saying yes it does take a lot of courage and saying yes it is you're allowed to have fear but it has been the most beautiful thing that I have done for myself for my daughter, now even noticing for my brother, for my whole family in general, that we cannot talk about certain things that we just, we knew, but we weren't able to. And without me saying yes, or starting on this path, or finding Leanne, or Carrie, Becky, Michelle, uh, Genevieve, I don't think we would be moving. And God, it just feels like I was there for five days, but I was gone for months of how much change I felt, how much rest I felt. And someone that it's always on the run and being described like I'm running around the office with between my employees with my head on fire, literally. That's how I'm described to now being a more calm person and having space for everyone around me it makes a whole difference in the world. It's just the beginning. So I say, whoever is listening and you're hesitant, say yes and mm. commit to it. That was beautiful. Soul Prism, Genevieve and Leanne, you need to hire her as your like marketing speaker or something. <laughs> that was awesome. I wanted to share that about Roxana, a little humor behind her saying yes. It's She said yes she committed. And then I did not hear from her. <laughs> I'd have to hunt her down. <laughs> Roxana, have you booked your flight? Roxana. <laughs> and then finally she said, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> like she's better show up to this retreat. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I was like, oh, she's going to hate me when she sees me in person, but I'll explain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
And then I made the comment, what was it? Roxana gets the most improved retreater reward (laughs) award. And then you guys were like, Becky, heal the hyperachiever. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) No trophies here. No medal. (laughs) These are millennials. Everyone gets a trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Participation award. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to end with a rapid fire game. Everyone's just going to get one question and just share whatever comes to mind. So starting with who I see in order, Genevieve, what was the best thing that you tasted in Mexico? That's a tough one. There's so many good things. That smoothie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that basil, papaya, something. I'm just a smoothie queen. I love smoothies. And we were greeted with a shot of that upon arrival. And then I think it was Michelle. Yeah, you and I went and got it. And our stomachs were hurting at that point. And we were like, oh, should we get another basil smoothie? It's going to clean us out even more. (laughs) But yeah, I would say the smoothie. All of us, our last day in Mexico, we were like, nobody could find each other. We were all just in the bathroom. We're like, oh my God, what was it? (laughs) That was the best smoothie I've ever had in my life. That's a good one. Okay, Michelle, one big change that you've brought back to reality post-retreat. New Michelle, now that you're back home. I just have to say that smoothie was really good. So, Mm -hmm. so good. I took a picture of the recipe, so I'll send it to you. (gasps) And everybody, actually, I'll put it in the WhatsApp. Um, So one of my intentions going on this retreat was to become an unrushed woman because I feel like I've been rushing my way through life for a very long time. And even though I become a lot more present and aware of my life, I still was just noting, noticing myself rushing through everything. And that is one thing I will say I've definitely taken home with me for sure. And I love that because like I said, I've rushed my way through life as a hyperachiever. And lately, not that I'm not, driven anymore, but it's just a different type of drive to where I feel just more connected with, okay, what is the best action I'm supposed to take today? And being okay with that action, just having it be enough and knowing that I can surrender the rest to God's plan. God's not in a rush. I am. That's my favorite thing lately to just repeat to myself because I've always tried to be in control of everything and just rush my way to success. And now that I know, like I know it's God's plan, I can take action and then I can rest in that. And I've certainly been doing that for sure. So it feels really good. We can feel it too. We've said it on the other call, like your energy is so different. It's really beautiful. Thank All you. right. This is an interesting one. The next one for Leanne, one thing you do differently with 2020 vision. That's a, that's a tough one because this was definitely quite the experience for Genevieve and I, business-wise. We experienced very challenging, dark moments too during this. Are we talking the actual experience of the retreat? Whatever comes to mind. I don't have anything that I would change in hindsight in 2020. There's little things like when we first launched this retreat, we were hoping to fill it with 20 women. And we now know that is not the amount of women we ever want to have on a retreat. We want to keep it small and intimate. The fact that it was three of you, that was beautiful. Yeah, I don't, that's the only thing that pops up in my mind. Everything, the way it turned out was just exactly as I, I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. 
I had a feeling you were going to say that and we all gave it like a amazing review. So yeah, we wouldn't want you to change anything either. Awesome. Thank you. I'm sorry. I can't, even, I can't think of anything else. Um, we were so thrilled to hire Carrie to come on and facilitate and coach us and mentor us. That was a decision that I definitely would not change. And just between Genevieve and I just, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> we're good. We'd all do it again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks girl. All right. Carrie, the one thing that you missed the most from Mexico. The food was pretty great. Just having everything made for you. Mm-hmm. But actually the first thing I heard between my ears was the Temescal. Like I wish I could have gone and done that. I've been part of one before and it's just a really beautiful spiritual experience. And there, I imagine it would have been completely different even though I had done it before. And what you guys described in your experiences just sound sounded so beautiful with like, mother healing. And it was funny, like Leanne and Genevieve and I even were having a conversation the night before around like the mother wound and certain things with the facilitation and Tema's call just, it did that. And I was like, gosh, that really felt like it would have been cool and nourishing to be part of that. And probably the ocean, right? (laughs) The views were amazing on this private beach, nothing for miles. you really you woke up in paradise it was gorgeous would you opt in for the getting hit by branches part in the (laughs) Temescal? I don't think so that part shocked you and you came back and you're like she said hit me harder and I'm like wait who what happened I was like the branches and the hitting that wasn't part of my first experience at all yeah it sounded very loving at the same time and that, no, that was definitely did not feel loving. That was interesting. <laughs> Roxana was like super familiar with it. She's like, oh yeah, all the Mexican grandmas used to do that to make sure like all the bad energy was whacked out of us. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know this was coming. This woman's hitting me with branches. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Roxana was like, oh yeah, they used to like hit us on the head, beat the shit out of us. And I'm like, what? That is not what I experienced in the first time of school I ever did. So yeah, that was very funny. Oh my God. No branches, please. <laughs> All right, Roxana, you're the last one. What is one word to sum up your entire experience? Freedom, I think. Fist pump from Leanne. (laughs) I didn't see that. That's my number one value. So I'm like, yes. (laughs) You say to say the first thing that comes to your mind and it was freedom. And when we release it all, when we claim that last night, yeah, it's just, I feel a different person. I feel less heavy, more intentional. And I hear Genevieve in the back of my mind, uh, slow down. <laughs> and yeah, and Carrie too. How does it feel in your body? So how does it feel? So it, it's, it was very valuable. But going back to the hitting with the branches too, I have to say this because I have to mention it. I had told my mom about that experience and she's, oh yes, they were surprised. Where are they from or what? <laughs> she had no idea who I was going with. And then she was like, you should tell them all the examples that you had as a child. And I'm like, I know mom, it's okay. They got it. <laughs> they got it. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> most interesting part of the retreat for me definitely guys any last thoughts before we wrap up anyone got anything on their heart that they just feel led to share I just want to thank you Becky 
Thank you for having us. Thank you for hosting this. Thank you for all of you sharing your experiences and your perspectives. It's huge. It's huge for these messages and these experiences to reach other women because there's nothing like being somewhere plucked out of your reality into this immersion of nature and activities. And so we so intentionally, like you guys have said over and over again, intentionally curate the entire experience from start to finish to make sure that you guys tap into that freedom, into that vulnerability, into that feminine energy, into all of that. And this alone for whoever's listening, I'm just so excited because I just want everyone, every woman out there to, to experience a retreat and the, the type of healing and transformation that it brings into your world. Like Michelle said, it becomes addicting. It's not a one and done. It's something that you'll want to do annually, probably. So thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I said when I got home. I was like, that was my first time ever. And now that needs to be like an annual priority. That was like five lifetimes of healing in five days. It was the most single-handedly transformational week of my life. So I love every single one of you so damn much. This was so fun. I think we just need to do this like once a month so we can keep hanging out. (laughs) Always bring Mexico back. But thank you guys. I love you guys. And I'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ah, I'm honored you found today's episode worth your listen and time to hang out with me today. You know, for some of us, this podcast is just the thing you need to support you towards your breakthrough. But for others, we know we need a deeper level of support and guidance. So if you're a highly ambitious woman who's ready to repair deep, unshakable connection in your marriage, I'd love to tell you about my client coaching program called Root to Rise. This is the life-changing transformational container that will teach you exactly how to launch your marriage to the next level by moving trauma out of your body and stepping back into your power. Even if you've already tried everything, even if you're caught on the fence of should I stay or should I go, and even if your husband's not on board today. So look for my link in the show notes to book a call with me and we'll just talk about what's working, what's not, where you want to go. And very easily, I'll be able to tell you if and how I can help you. And if not me, I can still point you in the direction of some resources that can. So either way, tons of clarity. We'll have some fun getting to know each other while we're at it. And that's it for today. Huge hugs, my friend. I'll chat with you next Friday. Today's partner sponsor is the Feminine Frequency Podcast, which is hosted by Amy Natalie, a women's empowerment coach and embodiment guide. I followed this podcast for years before I even began my own business and ended up becoming friends with Amy, who now regularly pours into my clients, my community, and she's been on the podcast here herself. She's personally helped me heal money wounds, deepen my relationship with my own feminine rhythms of living communicate way more authentically in my marriage, and just be the kind of leader who feels freely empowered to show up authentic. So if you love my podcast, you'll love The Feminine Frequency. Amy's show is designed for ambitious women who are ready to activate their confidence, awaken their pleasure, and align with their purpose. You'll learn how to manifest love, attract abundance, and courageously follow your intuition to create a life that lights your soul on fire. With over 320 episodes to choose from, you will find the perfect topic to support you on your journey of connecting with your feminine energy 
in your relationships, your career, and your everyday lifestyle. You can find The Feminine Frequency on Apple, Spotify, or the podcast app.